The brutal lesson that taught me the power of triangles. I was in math class. They wanted us to make like a structure that would survive holding like weight. This was like grade nine, I think. And obviously a normal person would know that triangles are the best for um, structural stability or whatever. But I didn't know that as a kid. Like, you'd think in grade nine you know that, but me and like the three other people who I was with, using the straws and blue tack and pins that they gave us, we just made like a bunch of squares together. Ours held the least weight of like any of the things made. I remember the teachers looked at us and said, this is the worst building I've ever seen anyone make. Ne- I just was so embarrassed because like, the vast majority of other people used triangles and I'm just like, oh fuck, that seems really obvious now. And that's what I think of whenever anyone mentions triangles. I remember being in science class and we had to make like some chemical reaction that resulted in like a ceramic thing. We were basically making something and me, my team, me and two other people did it so poorly that the science teacher was like, this is the worst I've ever seen anyone ever do this. This is, what? Probably not the exact phrasing after all these years, but these are the memories I have from high school, guys. You wonder why I have, I have, have had low self-esteem. And why I don't consider myself a creative person. Learning a word and then hearing it everywhere. I make the joke. Oh, I, it, it's a joke kind of phrase. Mama didn't raise no bamboozler. <laughs> I know, I, I love that word. It's so good. I swear to you though, the second that I started saying this word, everyone around me started saying the word. Not people I knew, just like in media and stuff. And obviously it's just me taking more notice of people saying the word as opposed to me having an influence on existence but it's still unnerving it's like when i learned the word uh what trepidatious uh, or trepidation never had heard this word in like 25 years of life and then within a week i'd heard it like 16 times and i'm just like is this the truman show are people fucking with me what kind of kid was i in high school i was the kid that everyone knew of but had no real strong opinion of. I kept to myself. I was a bit of a nerd. Me, geek is a better word. I don't know. I was just, I just existed. I didn't make any waves. No one really paid attention to me. I was like that picture on the wall that is always there and you never really take notice of it. On very rare occasions, you may go, huh, there's a picture and you just go back to doing nothing, you know? I have effectively no memory of being in high school because I spent most of the time depressed and that's about it i remember this conversation i had with my teacher and he's like matt you, you never do any of the work and i i look over and i a test had just been handed back that was marked and i'm like yeah but like i got like an 80 here or like a 75 or something he's like yeah but you could do so much better than that if you actually tried i was like but i passed though and he's like but but you can what and i'm like no but i passed so you know and I just went back to reading my book. I uh, didn't really apply myself. Too much time reading books. I mean, fiction books, right? Being oblivious in regards to women when I was younger. Arguably nothing has changed. Did I confess to my crush? Didn't we really have a crush? I once asked a chick out from my TAFE class, um, which is after high school. It was way out of my league, which is kind of embarrassing. But uh, uh, I can't recall having a crush on anyone. I was oblivious to two women, or girls you could say, were interested in me I think over the course of my years. 
but I was oblivious to it at the time, and only became painfully obvious later. Neither I was particularly interested in, but one I barely knew and the other I thought of as mainly as a friend. Well, as a friend, really, because I'd known her for a very long time. Realizing that she was interested in me, though, put so much into clarity. It was like, oh. Would I be good at narrating audiobooks? I'd be great as an audiobook narrator? Hell no. You have no idea how hard it is for me to read stuff. This natural flow and pacing that some people can get with reading that I, I think it's a learned skill, but it's a skill that I simply do not have. It takes me multiple takes to have anything sound the way that I want them to. Tom Scott, you may have seen him, he does like informational videos on YouTube. There's this video he has where he walks along a path, the camera in front of him, and he speaks without a single stutter or fumble or too long pause, without a single error, and he walks for like, it must be five minutes, and perfectly says the entire script. And I look at that and go, fuck you. I would pay so much money for that skill. I'm sure part of it's natural talent, but a lot of it is probably practice. Because you, it's with, with elocution. You can take elocution lessons where you learn how to say certain things. and it's, it's like how, you know, news reporters, how they all have this generic accent. That's a learned skill. When, when you're a small-time news anchor, you go from region to region to region, and people don't like it if you have an accent that is not familiar to them or different from their region. So, so people adopt a generic accent so they don't... And it's just the, the news anchor accent, you know? I have definitely become better at speaking simply because, you know, I speak every day. But speaking every day is very different from uh, reading off a, or a teleprompter or off a script. The scar on the side of my head. Is there a ball patch on the right side of my head? Look, people, for the last time, I was shot in the side of the head as a kid. There's an exit wound on the other side. But you can't see it because of the camera. Okay? This is a lie. I say this lie every time. And there's always new people in the chat. So it's always funny. Because for a second they're like, Is he serious? Is he, is he, is he telling the truth? Is that, is that serious? Did Mac get shot in the head? And the answer is no. But it's really funny. I got a mole cut off when I was a kid. That's the story. Considering the accessibility of jokes. Sometimes I wonder how many of the jokes that I do, how many of those like a, a universal, how many are like worldwide. Like I keep that in mind when I'm making videos these days, when I think to myself, is there some way that I could phrase this that more people will understand it, uh, like regardless of their background? Because obviously I'm not blaming people for not knowing obscure shit, or not knowing every English word or whatever, but it's something you gotta think about in comedy, I guess. I wonder how much like actual comedians think about that. Do I like Hawaiian pizza? Thoughts on Hawaiian pizza? It should go back to fucking Hawaii where it belongs. I'm not a fan of uh, Hawaiian pizza, but you know, whatever floats your boat, man. Wasn't Hawaiian pizza made in Canada? I, okay, well, Canada then. Isn't it actually German? Look, okay, clearly what's happening here is no one wants to take credit for the abomination that is uh, Hawaiian pizza. During wartime, each of the combatants blames the other people for creating Hawaiian pizza. 
And men, you should fight well today. You know why? Because they created Hawaiian pizza. The monsters. It's a great propaganda tool, Hawaiian pizza. The possibilities of deep fake technology. You can guarantee that when deep fake technology is uh, far more accessible, you'll have people who will just be like, I want to be in the Titanic. And they'll just like put their face over Leo's face for the entire Titanic movie and watch. <laughs> I can so imagine a person putting their own face in pornography. The value of April Fools for content creators. I did want to do some kind of an April Fools thing where I released the facts and glitches and it was just like the most mundane shit. Did you know if you push the uh, accelerator button, your vehicles go faster? It's true. I end every single fact with like, these are the facts that they uh, do want you to know. April Fools is often great for content creators who uh, lack content to release. You can make any shit thing and be like, haha, April Fools. It's like, haha, April Fools, I'm releasing a video of a black screen with 15 ads in it. <laughs> I got you guys good. People with dumb usernames asking for work. I had a person who messaged me asking for work as an editor with a profile image that was basically like a mangled face and their username was Queef LMAO. Like, can you imagine going into a job interview like that? I'm meant to trust that you can fucking do shit on time when that's your fucking username? People are really dumb. I don't have brand loyalty. Drinking a Coke, you fucking traitor. I don't have any brand loyalty. Or maybe a little bit. It's less loyalty to a brand and more like if something if I've tested something and it's good I don't normally find a reason or I, I don't normally see a reason to um go somewhere else but if somewhere else has a better deal or has a, a significant chance of being better like I just change I mean I've used Intel CPUs my entire life AMD comes out with some new stuff and I'm like oh yep AMD it is I hate the never-ending need to drink water What's my opinion on water? I fucking hate it. I'm offhandedly re referencing the meme if you haven't heard it. It's, uh, I don't know where the original audio comes from, but it's this, uh, anime girl sitting in front of a class talking about how her dissatisfaction with needing water and then getting rid of it and then needing more water and her body is like a child, just never satisfied. I'm so tired of peeing. I drink the water, which I apparently need to live or something, and then I have to go put the water somewhere else five minutes later. I drink the water, I go to a place to undrink the water, I wash my hands, I leave, and then I have to drink more water. Guess where that water ends up? Not in me. I give the water to my body, and like a child, it tosses it out and demands more. All hours of the day, all hours of the night, no matter what I'm doing, my life is interrupted by piss. Fucking bullshit. But there's this uh, great feeling when you haven't had water for a while, or you're very thirsty and you drink water, and you just it's just so satisfying. My initial impression of GTA 5 No Damage runs before I did one. What do I think about one hit KO runs? It's not an original idea, and I don't like it. Yeah. A one hit KO run can be split can split the game into two sections. Half the game where there's literally no possibility of you taking damage and therefore literally no possibility of you dying. And the other 50% where you effectively can't pass 
because you will all eventually get shot. It just makes the game a massively a more tedious slog. Like whenever I try and think of challenge runs for this game, like what I want is something that fundamentally changes the way that you play the game. And that's very hard to do because the game is so varied, right? It's hard to have one idea that applies to literally everywhere. Am I concerned about people possibly knowing my address? People already know my rough address anyway. Well, I mean, I have doxxed myself seven times, but like, I mean, because I had the PO box before anyway. Clearly people can triangulate your location with enough information. Like my PO box was only, you know, clearly I drove to it, so I'm not that concerned, I guess. But it is weird, because 99.999% of people on the internet are fine, but I mean, like I had a person yesterday who sent me a bunch of fucking weird messages telling me I was a piece of shit. You know, only takes one fucking crazy person. Twitch's limited free lifetime subscriptions. Remember, subscriptions on Twitch are the same as memberships on YouTube. They are normally paid. So I found out recently that you can gift out three lifetime subs for your channel. They can never be removed. What would a person have to do to be deserving of that lifetime sub? Now, I, I'd probably do it for a person who uh, helps me out and on some level above normal, like to an extraordinary degree. I'll meet a person and I'll, I'll propose using a perma sub on Twitch. She'll open the uh, ring box and instead of a ring, it'll be like a small piece of paper that says, will you accept this perma sub to my Twitch channel? I didn't like chocolate when I was a kid. I mean, I didn't really like chocolate all that much when I was a kid. When my mother found some chocolate that I actually enjoyed, she was really happy. She was like, oh, oh my god, you, I can buy you normal stuff for Easter and stuff now. You're like a normal person. Kind of thing. I still ate like only tiny amounts of chocolate. And my mother bought me these things that were called um, animals of the forest. Or it might have even been called like furries of the forest or something. Which, which is like slabs of expensive Cadbury chocolate. With like these small marsupials and stuff from the Aussie Outback on them. And they sat in there for months. Like I'd eat like one a month or something. And there was like 12. And my sister came home one day and said, fuck Matt and ate them all. My mum was so pissed and I was so goddamn sad. How dare you eat your brother's chocolate? You know he doesn't like any other chocolate. Finally gonna be eating chocolate and you're eating his bloody chocolate. And, and he's like, Matt, you can have anything you want from your sister's room. And I, I knew she loved this candle. It smelled great. And, and I'm like, I'm taking that candle. They know, but I like that candle. Fuck you, it's my candle now. So I took the candle. <laughs> there was this game that we used to play at my birthday. It's called the chocolate game. Everyone sits around in a circle and there's one dice and you each take turn in rolling the dice. If you roll a six, you get to stand up and go to this table that has squares of Cadbury chocolate. Like, you know, like it's like a huge plank of squares of chocolate and you have to use a knife and fork and remove a square of chocolate at a time and then eat it. You can't eat more than one square at a time. Uh, and then, so if someone else rolls a six, they stand up and take your place. And so as kids, you know, you don't get chocolate all that often and it's like super fun. Like mom will be watching or whatever to make sure you don't cheat in one square at a time. And sometimes you'd roll a six, get up, get like a second up there or something. And then like another person would roll a six and you'd be like, oh fuck. What did I do with the candle? I, I think I, I think I used it for a bit and then my sister stole it back or something. Hard to remember. 
Am I an alpha male? Do 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 do. Do I consider myself an alpha male? You you cannot even possibly fathom how little of a shit I give about such an assessment. Ladies, people, have you ever met a single person who calls himself an alpha male that doesn't just come across as massively pathetic? Unless they're doing it as a joke or something. Then that's fine. Because that can kind of be funny. How I gained 60k Twitch followers in one month in 2017. Can anyone tell me what gave Matt such a big boost in followers in 2017? It was an impressive boost I noticed on the graph in the latest video. So in 2017, Twitch trialed this feature where when you started a new account, it would give you a preview of like a handful of streams that were presently live. And it would go, do you want to follow this person? Do you want to follow this person? Do you want to follow this person? And this was based off like your gaming selections. So you would say like, oh, I like GTA 5, Minecraft and, you know, CSGO. And then it would give you a selection of people who are live that you can potentially follow. And like in the beginning, it wasn't even obvious that you didn't have to follow these people. Like they would just spam follow to get through the prompts to make their account as fast as possible. But because it was people who were live and I was doing 100% GTA 5 at the time, and I think they were only suggesting partners, at least in the beginning. And there's only a select amount of partners live at any time. A significant portion of people who are making new accounts were getting shown my ugly face. And they were spamming and follow. They'd never been to my stream, knew nothing about me. But they're like, follow! I got a huge amount of follows, but the amount of viewers that I got out of that was not that high. A little bit of an increase. Um, I call, at the time, in, exp in explaining this phenomenon, I called it the also-follow phenomenon. So that's what's caused that peak in followers at that point. There are real accounts, and there, some of those people did stop by, but obviously a person who follows because it's suggested when they're making their account is far less likely to come to your stream than a person who's actually come to your stream and gone, oh, I really like this, and press follow, you know? Wouldn't that create dead follow followers who never watch? Yes, yes it did. Yes it did. People have screwed up minds. I've discovered that people are like ridiculously sexual on the internet, okay? Let me show you examples, okay? So I used this animal picture yesterday and I got all these jokes about like dog sex and shit. It was really creepy. Like really fucking creepy. So I'm just gonna delete this image. Uh, people are weird. Like I, I like you just you just write that off as a one-off thing, right? But this emote, people were like, it looks like a cock. I'm like, really? If if your cock looks like this, that's probably not a good thing. But regardless, had to get rid of it. It was the smash emote. It's a fist hitting the table. I'm like, I'm I'm out. Fuck you guys. We now have Diva sip back. Okay. This is why we can't have nice things. What makes a good new speedrun category? Is no break boost percent possible? Why would you ever do that though? It, people have a very strange idea of what categories would make sense in a speedrun. What about a uh, no red car percent? Where you uh, you can't use red cars. It's not a good speedrun. What about uh, this thing where you just like remove the ability to go slightly faster? No first person percent. Like, it's not a, it's not a good speedrun. Speedrun categories are meant to fundamentally change the game or how you think about the game. So we can make a category like where we can't use cars. That would be interesting. It'd just be a terrible run to do. Or melee only. It's just these runs couldn't be completed because the game forced you to use those things sometimes. Gay men and beard attraction. Amongst gay men, I wonder who is more attracted to beards. Men who can grow beards, 
or men who can't grow beards. Because having a beard myself, I don't find beards that impressive. I'm not gay, I'm just saying as a straight man. I don't find beards impressive. You'll occasionally run across like a really well-sculpted beard and you'll be like, well, that's impressive. That probably took some effort to maintain. I wonder if people who have beards who are gay are just like sick of beards. And so I prefer a person clean shaven. But a person who can't grow a beard, maybe they're attracted to beards because they can't have it. You know? Ignore the gay question, I suppose. I've had people who would be like, man, I really like your beard. I wish I could grow one like that because... I can't grow any facial hair. To me, you just, you just find interesting what you yourself can't have, maybe. Are people more prone to outrage these days? This new offended culture? Before the internet, people were doing protests over video games, movies. They were burning books. There were massive riots over simple issues. It's The internet just makes us far more aware of other people's grievances and gives people uh, a greater ease to communicate their frustrations or their outrage or what have you. You can certainly make an argument that people are more outraged these days, but it's hard to tell whether people are more prone to outrage or if because of the internet they're simply presented with more things that can lead to outrage and the internet or the social media in general gives people a, a greater ability to communicate that outrage, right? People made movies, TV shows, communicating that Dungeons and Dragons was a tool for Satan. Clearly, people have always had stupid ideas uh, and have gotten offended over very simple, innocuous things. The whole, like, all the outrage over Eminem and Marilyn Manson and like, rock music. and <laughs> People have always been offended. But the 24-hour news cycle, reporting on tweets and just so much information, such a great ability to communicate. Starbucks, you know, doesn't put Christmas stuff on their mugs and it's news that people become super outraged over. <laughs> Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.